Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now, here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. Hey, welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio, and thanks for tuning in this week. You know, I want to tell you, um, last year I was invited to set on a panel at a conference for advisors. And there were several of us up on the panel, and the moderator got to me and he said, you know, Brian, what's the biggest obstacle or the main reason why somebody could not get long-term care insurance that wanted it? Now, if you would have polled the audience at that moment, and again, remember, the audience is full of advisors, but if you would have just polled them, there probably would have been dozens of excuses from, you know, things like it's too expensive, it's too confusing, it's hard to apply, you know, that's why people don't get long-term care insurance. And, you know, maybe there's some truth to all of those, but without question, you know, I just let the moderator know. Without question, the number one reason or the biggest obstacle to getting long-term care insurance coverage is time. It's good old-fashioned procrastination. Many people simply wait too long. They wait until their health is compromised to a point that they will not qualify for coverage. And I'm telling you, that's it. That's the number one reason why people can't get long-term care insurance. And for those who have waited too long, the family ends up dealing with the consequences that an extended health care situation brings when they end up needing care. Now, let me share this week. I want to I, I want to kind of just kind of push this point home and tell you, we got an email last week from a listener. And the listener's name was Gary. And Gary sent this email question into us. I'm going to read it to you. And I want you to listen to what the question is from this listener. And here it is. My wife has Alzheimer's and is in an adult family home. Are there any asset-backed plans available that can be accessed and be beneficial at this stage of disability to help with future expenses. Now, let me repeat this question again. Again, this is from a listener. This is what he sent in to us at 525 Advisors here. My wife has Alzheimer's as, and is in an adult family home. Are there any asset-backed plans available that can be accessed and be beneficial at this stage of disability to help with future expenses? Now think about this. Think about what this listener is asking. He's basically saying the house is on fire. I don't have insurance. Can I get some now? You know, can I get a plan? That's basically what he's asking. Now for a lot of us, the obvious answer is no, but obviously the, you know, it's not so obvious because we received this question. And Gary is far from the first person who has asked this and he'll be far from the last. I bet we get this request for coverage at least uh, once a month from someone who is already in a care situation. People with a loved one who are, who are in a facility or people who just found out that a loved one is heading into care. I once had a woman, believe it or not, I was just thinking about this. I once had a woman, we were doing a, a, um, a kind of a joint you know, with financial advisor and attorney, just kind of this retirement type of conference. And we were out in between um, speakers, and I was out there at our table. And a lady with ALS drove up in her little wheelchair. You know, she's one of those that had the, the, the small little electric wheelchair with the small wheels, and she had the little headrest thing to, to rest her head in in the cradle, and she could still use her right hand. And she drove it over to us, and she was asking us if she could get long-term care insurance. You know, here's someone that's already in a, an extended health care situation, but yet she wanted it, and she was even willing to pay more for this insurance if she can get it. But that's not how insurance works. You don't get insurance after the fact. If you're already in a long-term care situation, there really isn't an insurance product that is going to help you mitigate the expenses like Gary is trying to do. Now, let me be perfectly clear here. I am not picking on Gary or anybody else who has asked or who will ask this question in the future. The whole goal of long-term care radio is to educate people on the subject of long-term care And part of that education process is based on clarifying misinformation as well as providing information on the subject of long-term care regardless of how much someone knows or how much someone does not know. What everyone needs to understand 
about long-term care insurance is that like life insurance and disability insurance, long-term care insurance is medically underwritten, which means you have to be healthy enough to qualify for coverage when you apply. If you wait until your health is compromised to a point of needing care, you have no chance of obtaining coverage. And there are several health factors and several issues that can spring up along the way, well before you ever end up in a long-term care situation that will make you uninsurable. So again, think about the house. You know, if the house is on fire, even if it's just a small kitchen fire on the stove and you call the insurance agent, they're not going to insure the home. So just keep that in mind. In fact, we have a couple of sayings in the long-term care insurance business that I'll share with you. And and the first one goes like this. Your health is what allows you to get long-term care insurance, and it's your premium that allows you to keep it. And this comes from the old saying when we had the traditional plans only and people always paid as you, you know, pay as you go type of policies. But basically what it means is that, simply put, is that if you're healthy enough to get it, they can't take it away from you unless you stop paying for the policy. Okay, now think about this on the asset-based plans that we talk about. Those have limited pay. You can even pay in a lump sum. So that makes them even better. The point is, once you get a policy put in place, they can't take it away if your health changes. The second saying that we have in the business is you're only one doctor away from getting insurance, meaning that you could be in an accident or be diagnosed with something tomorrow that would make you uninsurable. Now, I will tell you from my own personal experience, we have lost several clients uh, during the underwriting process. You know, people that have applied and then we ended up not being able to get them approved because something came up during that process. We've had people in car accidents, bicycle accidents. We had a gentleman that we did a blood test on and found his PSAs were really high. Turned out he had cancer. He didn't even know it. Um, So there's all kinds of things that can happen. Now, none of this is meant to be a scare tactic or say that, gosh, you got to run out and do something today. But rather, it's a chance to let you know that your health is the most important aspect of qualifying for long-term care insurance. And your situation can change overnight. So keep that in mind when you are planning for your future. So what happens if you can't get coverage? what do you do? What if you can get coverage, but your spouse can't get coverage? Okay. Now we're going to talk about how the government programs work. I want to explain that as well too, because I think there's a lot that we need to know. We need to understand about what the options are for people that cannot get long-term care insurance. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the government programs. Let's talk about what you do if you can't get it, but your spouse can, or if you both can't get it, what are your your options out there for planning on the future? Before we get to that, though, I want to take our first break because this next segment is going to be a little bit longer. So stick around. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. Hey, it's Mandy Connell, and a great way to learn about long-term care is to join my friends from 525 Advisors for their upcoming free long-term care planning live webinar this morning at 9. You'll learn so much. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. They even have plans with lifetime benefits that pay you back if you never use it. Then when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you, just like they're doing for my husband and me right now. I love how much time they've spent with us, and it's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage gives you. Sign up now for the free live webinar this morning at 9. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. 
But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back. And, you know, you just heard a couple of ads there. Um, We actually, for the listeners that are listening on KOA out there on the Front Range in Colorado, our next class, we actually have one this morning that's going to kick off at 8 a.m. I'm sorry, at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. It's going to kick off at 8 a.m. Pacific Time. So you guys still have time to jump on our website at 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for that class. Again, for the listeners on KOA, because that show airs at 7 a.m., Um, Rocky Mountain time. So you still have time to get on our class this morning. It's live. And then our next class for the other listeners out there on the other stations, Thursday, the 24th, that's going to be 4 p.m. Mountain time, 3 p.m. West Coast time. And again, the classes are free. Just jump on our website, click attend an event. We'll send you a link and off you go. And you can sign up for, you'll be able to just join us for the, the live webinar and learn a little bit more about what we're talking about here. So today we're talking about, you know, what happens if you can't get long-term care insurance? What happens if your spouse can't get long-term care insurance? What if one of you can, one of you can't? Are you single? And I, I want to just kind of clarify some of these options because, again, we got that question from that listener saying, hey, my wife is already in care. Is there anything I can do? And the short answer is no. If you're already in a long-term care situation, there's nothing you can do. You have to plan. You have to get the insurance before the event. So let's continue that discussion. But before we get going, I want to talk about what the government programs are and what they do, because we need to have that as a foundation, as a baseline, because there's a lot of confusion out there about the different government programs. And there's really three that we're talking about, Medicare, Medicaid, and the VA. So let's talk about Medicare first and foremost. Medicare is our health insurance. This is what we're going to get when we turn 65 it is for acute care. So that means something that we're going to heal up from. We slip and fall and break a bone, great. We get pneumonia, great, bust out the Medicare card. Okay, it does not pay for long-term care services. Medicare does not pay for the first 100 days of long-term care. Technically, if you read the fine print, it says it will pay up to 100 days of skilled nursing, but only if deemed necessary by your doctor. So a lot of people think, well, if I end up in the nursing home, I'll just use Medicare. That'll pay the first 100 days. That's not the way it works. It's for rehabilitative care, something that we're going to heal up for. Medicare only pays actually the first 20 days without a deductible, and then it's $176, I think, a day now after that that you have to pay out of pocket. So um, it does pay for diagnostic and acute care. But it does not pay for that custodial care. It doesn't pay for the long-term care services. So keep that in mind. Medicare is the government program for acute care. We will use that Medicare card until the day you die, even if you're in a long-term care situation. But it does not pay for the long-term care services. Now, there are two government programs that do pay for long-term care services. And those are Medicaid and the VA, or Veterans Administration. Both of these programs will pay for long-term care services, but there is something very important you need to know about this. Let's start with Medicaid. Again, it does pay for long-term care services. In fact, Medicaid is the largest payer of long-term care services in this country, and the overwhelming majority of those people receiving Medicaid are warehoused in a nursing home, in a nursing home that accepts Medicaid reimbursements, which if any of you have a loved one out there that's in a long-term care situation, On Medicaid, you understand the limitations there. It's very limited. Okay, but here's the catch. In order to get Medicaid to pay for those long-term care services, you have to be broke, okay? You have to prove you need it financially. So Medicaid, the way they do that is they say, hey, this is a means-tested program. You need long-term care. Yes, you meet that definition. Fine, you're chronically ill. But you also have to qualify financially. So in most states, if you're an individual, you have to spend your assets down to $2,000. Now, what do I mean by that? 
your retirement account, your savings, your CDs, your cash value life insurance, your deferred annuities, all of your liquid assets. Many states will force you to sell hard assets as well too, like usually rental income. Some states will carve that out if you have income coming in, but again, they're going to take that income to use to pay for care. So you're going to spend your assets down to $2,000 as a single individual. If you're married, the rules are a little bit different, but essentially the community spouse, the healthy spouse can keep, usually it's around about $120,000 of liquid assets. So if you have $500,000 of assets and you end up in care, your spouse can keep 120 of it. But what you need to remember, they, they can keep the house and they can keep a car. So it's a little bit different for marriage. But again, you're spending your assets down. And the number one thing you need to remember is you will be broke because you also have to turn your income over. So if you have social security and pension, that goes to pay for your care first. And you will most likely end up in a nursing home. Um, Medicaid bottom line just doesn't have the resources for the community care. They've been trying to expand community care. And in fact, part of this new, you know, free spend everything that Obama's talking about now is they want to spend $400 million to kick that money out to workers in Medicaid nursing homes, basically to raise their wages. But that doesn't do anything for us. They don't have the resources to send people into your home. So the vast majority of people on Medicaid get sent to a facility that accepts those Medicaid reimbursements. You will become a ward of the state, which means they decide where you get the care. And they will try to recapture any money from you if you die. So if you're single, you spend your assets down, you have a house, there's going to be a lien put on your house so that when you die, then guess what? Your, 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 whatever equity is in your house, they're going to go after that first to pay back the state for any money that they paid out. So again, that's the big catch. Now, what about the VA? Well, more of the same. The VA is a means-tested program. Again, I grew up in Monta Vista, Colorado, the Home Lake Veterans Center right down the road from me. That's the first veterans center in the state of Colorado that was ever built. And folks, I will tell you, you move in there. Well, again, it's means tested. It's income. Now, they do have some different carve-outs called aid and attendance. And it depends if did you serve active wartime. But as a bottom line, you need to understand you don't get to keep your assets and your income and your way of life and have the VA pay for your long-term care or have Medicaid pay for your long-term care. So in summary, Medicare is your health insurance. Medicaid and VA pay for long-term care services after you're broke. So that's what you need to take away from this. Now, we have an overview of the government programs, how they work. Let's talk about what you need to consider if you cannot get long-term care insurance. And let's start with a single person who is not married. If you are single and you can't get long-term care insurance, I'm just going to be very honest with you right up front. There's not a lot you can do from a financial point of view that is going to pay for your care and allow you to keep your assets. Essentially, your option is if you want to try to get Medicaid or protect a house or something, you, know, you, you, you have to put that asset into an irrevocable trust, which means that you can't change that. That's got to go to somebody else, and you have to do that five years before you are eligible for Medicaid. Now, remember, that's the look-back period. So when you go to apply for Medicaid, they look back for five years and they look at what assets you've given away, what you've spent that money on, and they decide. It's like, hey, you just gave $100,000 to your grandkids. Guess what? Now you got to peel that money back or you've got to go through what they call a penalty stage, which means they're not going to pay for, for Medicare uh, or for Medicaid for your long-term care services until you have paid for $100,000 of care somehow. So the, the penalty is steep on this. And as a single person, there's not a lot you can do. And in fact, the number one mistake that we see out there is somebody will get to a point where all of a sudden mom is, is not feeling good and it looks like she's going into long-term care. So she'll sign the house over to her kids so that she can apply for Medicaid because she doesn't really have any other savings. Well, Medicaid just comes back in and they just sue the kids for 150% of the house. They win every time. I mean, it's an open, closed case. You cannot do that. So again, as your single person, if you have something that is very dear to you, like a family home, you can put it in a trust, but you've got to do that five years before. And if it's your home that you live in, well, then there's some rent that you have to pay and there's all kinds of things. Otherwise, Medicaid's going to consider that your asset. So if you're single, there's just not a lot you can do. Just keep that in mind, but you have to basically impoverish yourself ahead of time give up your quality of life to protect those assets. That's all you can do. In fact, I ran into a lady just a couple of weeks ago that was going to try to put all of her IRA in a trust 
to protect it so that Medicaid would pay for long-term care services. And she had like a million dollars too. And I thought, well, you're missing the point. Number one, the government's not going to allow you to do that. You can't put retirement accounts in there like that. That money hasn't been taxed. And number two, why would you just impoverish yourself to have the government become a ward of the state? So anyway, people try to do that. They try to outsmart the system, but the system has seen it all. Now, what if you are married? And let's talk about this from a point of view. You're married and you both can't get coverage. Well, options are similar to being single, that you have to give away those assets you are trying to protect at least five years ahead of time. So if you have a second home, you got to put that in a trust. It's got to be irrevocable, and you can't apply for Medicaid for five years. Now, you can also do it when the first person dies, and we see this all the time. It's being marketed as an alternative by to long-term care insurance by attorneys, usually called something like a safe harbor trust, a spousal protection trust, an AB trust. And and here's kind of what you need to know. This is the way they present it. A married couple sets up this trust. They don't put anything in the trust. And again, think of a trust as a safety deposit box. They don't do anything. But when the first person dies, half of the estate is moved to the trust. And then the other person only has to spend half the estate down before they qualify for Medicaid. So they always market it as like, well, that way, you know, women generally live longer and they might live 10 years without their husband. So when the husband dies, half the money goes into this trust and then the wife only has to spend down half of the estate before she can qualify for Medicaid. So it protects the other half of the estate. Well, the the problem with that is what if the husband doesn't die? What if the husband has a stroke and he does not, you know, die? He ends up needing long-term care. Well, they're back to spending assets down to pay for Medicaid and there's nothing. So anyway, it gets very convoluted. What you need to know on this is a married couple, if you both can't get it, you got to make some tough decisions. You got to put that money into a trust ahead of time. It's got to help somebody else. It's got to be somebody else's property at that time. And that's all you can do. So it gets very dangerous. And these spousal protection trusts, again, they're, they're setting those up based on somebody dying. Now, if you can get coverage, but your spouse count can't or vice versa, I mean, think of this as a life draft. There's only room in there for one. A lot of people say, well, neither one of us are going to get in. Well, guess what? That's the wrong answer. If you can get life, long-term care insurance, but your spouse can't, you need to make sure that you have a very meaningful plan. Because if your spouse ends up needing care, you're going to end up spending a lot of those assets down to take care of them. And you would then have a policy to take care of you later in life. And vice versa, if your spouse doesn't need the care first, you need the care first, you want to make sure that you have long-term care insurance so you're not spending down the assets that would take care of your spouse later. So again, the main takeaway that I want you to understand on this is that when we're looking at options of what we can do when we can't get long-term care plan, there's not a lot out there. A lot of people will go see the attorney or the CPA way too late. You need to know ahead of time, and this is my takeaway, you need to know ahead of time if you can qualify for long-term care insurance before you start doing that estate planning. Because if you can get long-term care insurance, then you can design an estate plan and say, yes, I want this to go to these people, I want this, and be tax efficient and all these things, and then we have long-term care insurance that's going to protect us and and let that estate plan come to fruition. However, if you cannot get long-term care insurance, that's a different discussion with your attorney. Now you've got to really look at, make some tough, tough decisions. Like what do we do with the second home? Well, let's put it in this trust so that the kids can have it. What do we do with our retirement account? Well, there's not a lot you can do. You can set up a spousal protection trust and you can say, well, you know, if one of us die, then we can protect half of us. But if the first person doesn't die, well, that doesn't do any good. And we've actually got, you know, several clients. I've got a client right now that had set up an estate plan to give away property and do all these things, but they never, they never moved anything into a trust. They're in long-term care now, and they're having to pull all of those properties back and use them to pay for care. So if you can get long-term care insurance, great. Have that discussion with your attorney. But don't think that you can go and get a legal plan and that's going to substitute for long-term care insurance because that is not going to happen. The government's going to come in and they're going to be very firm saying, this is what we need to do. You're going to have to sell your assets down and there's not a lot you can do to stop that once that's in motion. So let's, um, I need to take a quick break, but stick around. When I come back, I will introduce you to Andrew and Megan. This is our client of the week this week. Megan is uninsurable, so I'll walk you through what we did for Andrew and why. I'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. 
Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, we're back um, after the break here, and thanks for sticking around here. This is uh, Long-Term Care Radio if you just stumbled on it. And by the way, if you ever miss some of these um, shows or you're just getting part of it in and out of the car, whatever it is, you can always go back and get our podcast. We keep all those on our website at 525 Advisors. And, of course, that's right where you sign up for any of our classes that you're going to hear us talking about as well, too. So, again, we were talking a little bit today about what happens if you can't get long-term care insurance. What are the real government um, options? And I think, again, so many people are surprised at this. They get to that point where, you know, especially when it's a loved one like mom or dad or a spouse and they're in long-term care and they realize just how expensive it is and they think, oh, well, I, I just assume that there's some kind of safety net. And there is a safety net program. It's just that you're going to burn through your assets and your income before the government starts paying that. So, again, long-term care insurance is really for people who have assets and income that they're trying to protect. If you don't have any savings, you don't have any assets, well, you're going to pretty much go straight to Medicaid. That's about half of Americans. But for the other half of us out there that have worked hard and saved and we have things that we want to pass on, we have got to protect that from the high cost mitigate those costs because it doesn't matter. The government is going to say, well, we're not going to, we don't care how much taxes you paid and how hard you worked. You're going to spend your assets down first and you're going to be broke before you are eligible for the safety net program, which is Medicaid or if you're a veteran, the VA system. So now that we're back, I, this is always when we, at the bottom of the hour, we talk about our client of the week. And this week I want to introduce you to Andrew, who is 62, Megan, who is 60, both are still working and have three children and two grandchildren so far, two young grandchildren. They had kids later, and their kids are, um, they just got a couple of grandkids they're pretty proud of. Now, right out of the gate, I'm just going to tell you, Megan is uninsurable. She cannot qualify for any long-term care insurance. So their concerns are, you know, well, obviously that's a big concern because they can't get a plan for her. So Andrew's concerned that if something happens to him, they would be forced to use assets that Megan might need later in life. He goes, gosh, what happens if I have a stroke and I end up in long-term care for five years and burn through our assets and die? That's I'm going to be burning through money that Megan would need because we can't get her long-term care insurance. They have children and they have their grandchildren, which are very young, and they don't want to be a burden on them. They don't want that you know, that situation becoming a emotional, physical, or financial burden to their kids. And so they're like, we want to protect our family from that. Andrew does not want Megan to be burdened with a care situation for him. And this is something that people are always surprised at. They assume that because, uh, you know, we're looking at a married couple, one person can't get long-term care coverage. That doesn't mean they're going to be the first one on long-term care claim. It doesn't mean that at all. And so what we have to be aware of is if you have somebody, like I've got a client right now whose wife is a paraplegic. She moves around in a wheelchair and stuff, but he goes, but you know what? She can't lift me. She can't help me. She can't help me transfer. So I've got to get some protection to make sure that I don't become a burden on her. And so that's really what their biggest concerns were when we were looking at, you know, the 10,000 foot view. It's like, okay, we, you know, we've, we've got to cover ourselves here, even though Megan can't get it. We've got to make sure that Andrew has some protection that doesn't become, you know, he doesn't become a burden on his wife or their kids. Here's what we found out about him during our conversation. Andrew's in good shape, so he has a lot of options. You know, for 62-year-old, it's, you know, we see, we've had people that are 40 years older. We were saying they're, they've, their health is compromised to a point already. They're taking too many medications. They have an autoimmune disease, whatever it is, that they can't get long-term care. But Andrew at 62 is in good shape, so he has good options. They're both still working. Andrew owns a business, and Megan is working part-time, and they're probably going to work for at least another five years is what they were thinking. Um, they own their home. And they have a retirement account, and they have regular investments. They have some cash savings. Andrew has permanent life insurance policy, and he wants to keep this. The whole idea is if something happens to him catastrophic, he wants that life insurance to pay out so that there'll be those resources there for Megan in case she needs them later in life. They would love to age in place for as long as possible, meaning they want to stay in their home for as long as possible. 
Um, Andrew says he's he's hoping to sell his business down the road uh, when he retires, and he says it's going a lot of it's going to depend on the market, you know, what he can get out of that. But he's kind of working on an exit strategy right now in hopes that he can sell the business. But he says I can't guarantee that, so he's going to plan for both. If he can get some extra money out of it, great. But if not, he says you know he might just retire. Both will have social security, but there will be no pension. So again, it's going to be their investments, and it's going to be their social security that's going to get them through their retirement. So the scope of our planning was, again, since Megan is uninsurable, we're trying to protect assets for Megan. If something were to happen to Andrew, we want to make sure that he is not spending down assets that might be needed for Megan later in life. And we're trying to keep both of them off of Medicaid. So meaning that they don't have to spend their assets down and go on Medicaid or Andrew doesn't spend the assets down and end up forcing Megan to go on Medicaid later in life. So we want to insure Andrew, but the insurance for Andrew is really designed to protect both of them in the long run. And here's what we did. We set up a lifetime benefit for Andrew. And what I mean by this is if Andrew has an event, his health is compromised, he will have long-term care insurance coming in for as long as he lives. And we set this up with a monthly payout of $12,000 a month. That's $144,000 a year. So now think about that. That's a lot of money right now. But Andrew's looking at it saying, you know, I might have to bring somebody in to take care of me if I want to age at home because Megan's not going to be able to lift me and take care of me, but I'm going to bring somebody in for that. Or as we age and we live a longer life, he's like, you know, that $12,000, you know, 10 years down the road might feel like $8,000 of benefit. So he just went with a kind of a, a bigger benefit right out of the gate. He skipped the inflation rider on it because he was... The reason why he wanted to skip the inflation is because that way it guarantees the most money back to the estate if he does not use this plan. So we set up an asset-based plan, which is going to provide him long-term care benefits, and it's going to provide a tax-free death benefit coming back to Megan or to the estate if he doesn't use his long-term care. So in actually, if he doesn't use his plan, there's a $300,000 death benefit on this. So keep that in mind. $12,000 $12,000 a month of long-term care insurance. If he doesn't use it, $300,000 is paid back to the estate tax-free. If he goes on claim and he uses $50,000 of long-term care, they take that $300,000 that's guaranteed, subtract what they paid out in long-term care. So if he used fifty, dollars that means two fifty dollars would go back to the estate. So net-net, the takeaway is he's always going to get $300,000 back in either tax-free death benefit, long-term care benefits, or a combination of the two. Now, this policy, again, $144,000 a year for an unlimited amount of time is his long-term care benefit. He's got a $300,000 death benefit. The other features this plan has is zero-day waiting for home care. So remember I was talking last week about elimination periods. This has a zero-day home and community care. Home means in your home. Community means like maybe an adult daycare, somewhere where you go for a few hours a day and come back. So that is zero-day waiting period. He's got $24,000 on top of his $12,000 a month. He gets $24,000 for caregiver training, and that could be for a family member or friend or somebody that needs to maybe take a class on medication management or whatever it is. He's got $24,000 for home improvement and medical equipment. So again, picture this benefit is I have the stroke. I spent a few weeks in the hospital. I need to come home. I need a wheelchair ramp. I need a stair lift because my bedroom's on the second floor. I need an adjustable bed, grab handles, whatever it is to make your home a safe environment. I need an intravenous pump, whatever it is, medical equipment slash home improvement, $24,000. And this plan has our concierge claim support service. That means they assign somebody to Andrew and Megan when they call. When Andrew goes on claim, they're going to assign somebody to him so they will have, again, Think of them as the travel guide. They speak the language. They understand the medical situation. They understand what a plan of care is. They understand how to do all that, get all that, and understand how to help you get the best quality of care. You're still in charge of of where you're going to get that care and who you're going to use, but they're there to help guide you and help you figure it out so you're not trying to figure it out on your own or, you know, realistically, your kids aren't trying to figure it out on their own. So that's what's really great about this plan. Now, take this in mind. So we know what the benefit is. $300,000 paid back guarantee, but he has $144,000 a year for life of long-term care insurance. So that means if he's on claim for 10 years with a cognitive impairment, you know, he's got $1.4 million tax-free that's going to come out of this plan. So how did we fund this plan? Well, we actually set this plan up with five guaranteed annual payments of $52,467. 
And again, folks, if you're driving down the road right now in the car, don't focus on the numbers. Just again, numbers on the radio don't come across. But the bottom line is he's going to make five payments for a total of $262,000 if he makes all five payments. And what I mean by that is if he makes payment number one and he gets hit by the bus, well, he goes on claim. He gets his $144,000 for life. He doesn't have to pay the other four payments. So these work just like a traditional plan where we do multiple payments like this. If something happens, then there's a waiver premium that's going to kick in. But we did this for five payments of 200, and, um, so a total of $262,000. But remember, he's guaranteed to get $300,000 back either way. So he'll never lose a dime. He's taken $262,000 over five years out of this pocket. He's putting a bunch of features and benefits, sticking it in this other pocket. And if he never uses it, $300,000 to pay back to the estate. Oh, but by the way, if he needs long-term care, now he has unlimited benefits, $144,000 a year. He had other ways to fund this plan too. He could have just done a single payment of 259000 So you're saying, well, 259 today or 262 over five years. Or he could have done 10 payments of 27800 so 278000 over 10 years. Well, the reason why we settled on a five-year is because, remember, Andrew said he would be working for another five years. Andrew's business is taxed as a C corporation. So those of you that are business owners, you know there's S corporations, there's C corporations, there's partnerships, um, LLC, LLCs, limited liability companies can be taxed as an S corporation or C corporation or partnership. But he was taxed as a C corporation. A C corporation says you get to write off all of the long-term care insurance premiums on an eligible contract. Now, these asset-based plans aren't all long-term care insurance because there's a tax-free death benefit in there. So the IRS does not allow us to deduct that portion. But what he will get to do is write a check for $12,000, about $12,500 every single year out of the business, which is going to be tax deductible. So that's just a tax ex- that's just a business expense for the business and it reduces his overall cost of this product. Now remember, even though he's deducting part of that premium, he's still guaranteed to get more money back than he puts in. The long-term care is always tax-free to him. That death benefit is going to come back to him tax-free as well too. So again, just a great plan. So that's one of the reasons why we set up this five-pay form. Now, we could spread the payments out over 10 years, but again, Andrew's like, eh, you know, I've actually got the money right now. I've got the excess cash flow. I know I'm going to be working for five years. I don't necessarily need to stretch it out over 10 years. But a younger person, if I, you know, I've got clients all the time. If they're younger, if they're maybe they're, you know, in their 50s or, or mid-50s and they know they're going to work another 10 years, we would take the same plan and maybe stretch those payments out for 10 years so they can get the tax deductions um, and spread that out over time so it's not such a big hit. So it just depends on your situation, what's the best way to fund this plan. Now, think what this did for Andrew and Megan. Number one, it gives them both a peace of mind, knowing that if something happens to Andrew, they are not going to spend their assets down that Megan might need later in life. He's not going to impoverish his wife due to an extended health care event. And if Megan is on claim, Andrew will know that he can spend what he needs to get her the care that she needs and feel comfortable about it because he knows he's like he said, well, I'm always going to have my social security and I know I'll have this lifetime long-term care benefit. He goes, I will spend every other dime that I have on my bride. I don't care. I'm going to get her the care that she needs. And I know that I won't end up on Medicaid because he has this asset-based long-term care plan. So regardless of what happens, they're really protected. They're guaranteed to get more money back than they put into the plan. They've got a concierge-level service so their kids don't have to try to figure this out for them. And yes, technically only Andrew is the one that is insured right here. But folks, think about what this does for the family. And this is what I'm saying. If there's only one of you that can get insured, make sure you have meaningful insurance. It frees you up to spend what you need on your spouse And it also gives you the peace of mind that you are not going to spend money down that might be needed for your spouse who cannot get that coverage, you know, because of a health condition already. So great plan. I just love solving these problems. I'm going to take a quick break, come up for air. So stick around when we come back. I got a little bit more for you. We'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. 
As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. Hey, it's Mandy Connell, and a great way to learn about long-term care is to join my friends from 525 Advisors for their upcoming free long-term care planning live webinar this morning at 9. You'll learn so much. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. They even have plans with lifetime benefits that pay you back if you never use it. Then when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you, just like they're doing for my husband and me right now. I love how much time they've spent with us, and it's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage gives you. Sign up now for the free live webinar this morning at 9. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. Um, Again, you've heard some ads out there. We've got a couple classes. If you're listening on KOA on Saturday morning at 7 a.m., you've got a, um, you know, we're going to kick off at 9 a.m. this morning on the 12th. And then the next class for everybody that's listening is going to be Thursday. That's going to be Thursday the 24th, um, which is, uh, let's see, that's going to be 3 p.m. West Coast time. It's going to be 4 p.m. Mountain time. And again, the classes are great. The, the, the reason why we do these classes, believe me, I've been doing this over a decade now, and we, we, we believe we need to lead with education, and that's what the radio show is about. And then our class is just an extension of that. We're going to wrap everything up into 45 minutes, what long-term care is, what it pays for, what your different options are, traditional plans, asset-based plans. I'm going to show you a few examples of, of what those look like. We're going to talk about what Medicare, Medicaid, the VA pays for. And we're just going to kind of sum all this information up. And the idea is that you can get the, you know, get the main information that you need to know about long-term care planning so that when you're ready, we can get down to brass tacks and start talking about designing a plan based on your situation. What's your situation? Is a traditional plan better for you? Does an asset plan work better for you? And then number two, what's the best way to fund that plan? and give you your options, and we'll find out, of course, about your health ahead of time and go through all that and then guide you through the process. But the class is a great jumping-off point. And the other thing, we have a great book. We're just uh, we're putting a new version together right now, A Guide to Long-Term Care Planning. It's a book we've been giving out for like the last six or seven years to people who attend our class. So it has all the information that we talk about in our class, and it's got a glossary, and it's got examples, and it's just a, meant to be a guide, you know, just a, a resource guide for you so that you can look through this. Because, again, this is a confusing subject. And believe me, that's I, I learned this the hard way, you know, 15 years ago when I was trying to get my mom a policy. And so that's why we take the approach that we do. So, again, go to our website at 525longtermcare.com. Click attend an event. We have usually two every single month. We're going to rotate those and usually try to do one on Saturday and then one during the week. They're both the same class, so you're not missing out if you can't make the Thursday. The Saturday one's the exact same class, but you they are live, and you'll get to interact with me and send me questions, and that's always a great part of that. So, again, 525longtermcare.com. So, you know, this week we were, we were basically talking about 
what happens if you can't get long-term care insurance? And I will tell you, it breaks my heart. We get calls all the time about somebody that's looking for long-term care insurance when it's too late. And it, quite honestly, it motivates me. I'm not picking on these people at all. It motivates me to keep the radio program going and keep the news out there because you know, nearly three out of four of us are going to end up in a long-term care situation. I think they say 70% of us after age 65 will end up needing help at some point in our life. But all of us are going to be affected when somebody we care about it ends up in a long-term care situation. So I watched my grandmother go through this. I watched you know, my mom roll through that. My mom is entering a long-term care situation now. She's on the borderline. And so all of us are going to be affected by that. And so all we can do is try to plan. And I tell people all the time, you know, if you move into a retirement community, so let's say, you know, 65 and older, you move into a retirement community and they say, Hey, this is a great community. These are all the features. These are all the things you get to look forward to golf every day, whatever it is. But by the way, seven out of 10 homes in this community catch on fire. And, um, you know, we have an option for insurance. Do you want insurance? You'd say, heck yeah, right? Heck yeah. And that's what they're telling us on long-term care. Seven out of 10 of us are going to end up there. Now, we don't know if the house is going to be a small kitchen fire or just the garage is going to catch on fire or the whole thing's going to burn down. All we know is that seven out of 10 are going to catch on fire. That's what we're talking about, long-term care. So the need is great out there, and it's going to continue to grow because we're living longer. We're living through things that maybe you know, uh, we died from maybe a, you know, two decades ago. Now all of a sudden we're living through them, but we don't have the best quality of life. So if you can't get long-term care insurance, there's really no magic solution out there. People think they can legally plan out of this. It's not. You've got to make some tough decisions. If you can't get long-term care insurance and you want to protect your assets, the only way you can do them is to put those assets into somebody else's name, meaning like put them into a trust, but it's got to be an irrevocable trust, meaning you can't go in and change it and you got to stay healthy for five years. But again, you can see most people don't do that because we know for sure well, we're going to live in retirement. We're going to use some money, but we don't know if we're going to end up in long-term care or not. So to impoverish yourself for the what-if scenario, most people don't do that. So again, that goes back to like, yes, can we get a plan? Well, yeah, if we can get a plan, then we need to start trying to work that in and realize what it protects and what it, options it gives us, the, the, the kind of freedom that we have now in the future to spend our money down. Because when you look at our client of the week, you know, Andrew and Megan are sitting there looking at it. And if, if Andrew couldn't get long-term care insurance, well, then they got to start really thinking, gosh, if we spend this money to go see the grandkids or take them to the Disneyland or something, is that money that we might need to pay for care later? Because they don't want to end up on Medicaid. And that's what's always in the back of the mind. So that's why having a plan really frees you up to, you know, enjoy your retirement a little bit more and not be worried about, is this money that I'm spending today money that I need in the future to pay for a long-term care situation? So um, I will also say you can't assume your assets will be protected. You know, um, what I mean by that is um, if you go see an attorney and you do this estate plan and you do all this trust planning and you say, yes, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. If I die, my money's going to go into this trust, this, that you just can't make the assumption that that is going to provide long-term care services for you. And I think that's the number one thing that people are shocked at. They go see an attorney that says, yeah. And they, they usually phrase it something like, don't become a burden on your family, age in place, stay in control of your care options, you know, blah, 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 blah. And really what they're talking about is doing estate planning. So again, it comes down to spousal protection or AB trust or whatever they want to call it. The first person dies, half the money goes into this trust and it protects it because the only other way to protect all of your estate is to put all of it in an irrevocable trust. But again, you just impoverished yourself. So again, you can see most people don't do that. So again, you have to really remember there is not a way to legally plan to get out of a extended healthcare situation or get out of pain for it, which is really um, you know what most people are worried about. But I will also tell you... Um, Take money out of it for a second. The, the The biggest thing that I see out there, and it was it was obvious in our family when my grandmother ended up in a long-term care situation. I talk about the service that you get from a long-term care plan, and not all companies offer this, but there's a couple great companies out there that have a concierge level of support, meaning that they assign somebody to you and it's somebody you can call and say, okay, 
this is what I need. In fact, I've got, you know, the best man for my wedding. He's just moving his mother-in-law tomorrow into a clinic, um, Alzheimer's clinic, and they've been fighting this for years, and the family is just coming apart. And, you know, they're trying to figure all this out on their own. They don't have long-term care insurance. They've been using me as a resource. I've been trying to guide them the best I can. But I will tell you, that's the difference. If you have long-term care insurance, his mother-in-law would have triggered her claim years ago because she has Alzheimer's, and that by itself is a trigger for long-term care as a cognitive impairment. They would have been able to bring the resources in four or five years ago to really help her transition and help her get in a place that's comfortable and safe that you know made everybody feel good. And so that's the thing you can't take. You know, I, I tell you that when my house burned down and in, in, I was, you know, January in, in the San Luis Valley was freezing cold and our house burned down, the insurance company doesn't show up and just drop a sack full of money off and drive away. What they do is they come out with their clipboard. They figure out how to get rid of the old structure. They hire a contractor. They know how to build it to code. They know how to make sure the contractor is not ripping them off. There's all these little nuances that they're doing in the background and you're just going on with your life. And that's the idea of a good long-term care plan that I'm always stressing to my clients. This is really a gift to your kids. This is a gift to your family. It's because it it takes that burden off of them of trying to figure it out. You know, if you've got $10 million in the bank, that's great. But you still don't have anybody to figure out how to manage your long-term care situation. So there's a lot of things there. So, again, sign up for one of our classes, 525longtermcare.com. I have one kicking off this morning at 9 a.m. if you're listening out in Colorado. And uh, next one is the Thursday, the 24th. Love to see you guys there. Again, 525longtermcare.com. I'll be back next week. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com.